welcome to Stadia. The way I see it, there has never been a more exciting time to be a developer. And Stadia will be a driving force defining the future of games and entertainment. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 625 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Google Stadia. Daniela, uh, I know that uh, we've had different thoughts about Google Stadia from the time that it launched. And from what I recall, there was a streaming opportunity for Assassin's Creed Odyssey to Chrome browsers. I think that was October 2018 to January 2019. And then in March of 2019, Google held a keynote about Stadia and mentioned that they had been testing streaming for two years. And we've seen the highs and lows of Google Stadia. And I just wanted to lead in with that. So, Daniela, the floor is yours. Google Stadia. I, I Well, are we surprised? I feel like I'm not. I mean, I was hoping for the best, but I was not... I was not expecting them to even really last this long, to be honest. I know that's a really harsh thing to say, but, you know, before Stadia was released, I, you know, trying, I got into the program to like test it. But the fact is, is that it was not accessible. Like just based off of the requirements that you needed to be able to stream their games, use their service. I don't know anybody in Hawaii. I might be wrong, but I've yet to meet anybody in Hawaii that's gotten Stadia to work for them. I can't even get it. So, so. Um, the fact that I'm, I'm still maintaining even early on for, I don't know how many episodes ago now um, that I mentioned, just like that was a big limitation of having that bigger audience to be able to, to use this service to get into it. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not really surprised. Am I sad for, um, you know, the employees, the team, the people working on these teams, making these games? Yeah, of course. Um, that's really rough. Apparently, a lot of people were blindsided and didn't know about this. And I really, it really grinds my gears when, um, you know, companies uh, do that, like their employees and people working with them just find out the day that the rest of the world does, you know. So it's just. Uh, they gave it their all. They tried their best. I mean. It, it, they did they did push through some things and try to maneuver, but lo and behold, this is where we're at. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, like even a website killed by Google.com shows a lot of the products that Google has had uh, over the years, and they're very, very quick to shut things down. And but the thing is, like even what you what you mentioned about like luring, you know, high uh high qualifying individuals to be part of the program and the crew, right? I think it was about 150 people, right? And then at the end of it all, you know, now those individuals have to look for different opportunities for themselves and their families. And that's always the sad part, right? And, and I don't think that uh, we're taking anything away from uh, those families and those individuals that have to like, you know, regroup and, and recover from those things. Uh, but it, it felt to me that when you looked at certain things or Google Stadia, it felt a lot like a beta and it was there were so many different conditions for you to actually enjoy it, right? And we saw that with 
um, a lot of the packages that they offered and towards the tail end of the things that we were seeing, a lot of discounts, a lot of, uh, you know, things for you to try to get access to the particular platform uh, because things were winding down for them, right? Now, even with uh, Destiny 2, which is one of the games that I play on a regular basis, and also other games that they mentioned and they introduced on the platform and even some of the games that they're working on, which we'll probably never see, maybe, maybe not, we don't know. But Destiny 2, I do believe that it's growth and expansion uh, that team benefited from Stadia existing. So that's the other thing too that I wanted to bring to the table. If Stadia didn't exist, would we see progression in the cloud gaming type of space when it comes to streaming? I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I think that's a lo- loaded and layered question in so many ways. But um, you know, I-, I think that it it does have value, even though that we're seeing the end of it. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm Leo the side of that i think um cloud gaming still would have progressed where it's at even without stadia uh simply because you have you know you have the top platforms already pushing for it and trying to expand it i think more so that xbox was more of the pusher than anything else i don't i can't i can't really say that it was necessarily google yeah, that's like, I, I can't. Like, I think if Stadia just never existed, I believe that, you know, behind the scenes, Microsoft and Xbox and everybody else already had their foot in the door in that. It's just about who came out with it first. And sadly, it was really kind of, I guess, more so Google. And them like, okay, we need to adjust certain things on our end because this is how it's working out for them. So, but I I just don't see Stadia being that big cloud pusher there. Okay, um, fair. Um, I definitely want to look at uh, the, I think the blog post that they posted. Uh, let's see, when was this post? Well, this was Phil Harrison posting it. Is this, uh, so this could be a tangent or a rant. Whenever Phil Harrison presents something, have we ever seen a company succeed after he presented on stage? Because I know that's been a meme for a while. Is that still a thing? I don't think so. I don't think anything's really succeeded. I don't. Maybe he's not very good. He's bad luck. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I know that's been uh, a running meme for for a long time. I don't know if it's necessarily true. Um, I haven't necessarily done you know full research on every company that he's presented for. I know he's presented for EA, uh, I believe, at different times, uh, and of course recently uh, Google Stadia, but. Um, it is what it is. But according to this particular post, it says we were grateful to the dedicated Stadia players that have been with us from the start. We will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store. And all game and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia Store. Players will continue to have access to their games library and play through January 18th, 2023. So they can complete final play sessions. We expect to have a majority of refunds completed by mid-January 2023. And we have more details for players on this you know, process on our help center. Um, and the, the other thing that caught my eye on this particular post, it says that the underlying technology platform that powers Stadia has been proven at scale and transcends gaming. We see clear opportunities to apply this technology across other parts of Google, like YouTube, Google Play, and our augmented reality 
their efforts. Uh, so I, I just want to stop there. So we will see uh, based on that. I, well, before I, I go into like a, a rant, what do you think about that particular paragraph? <sighs> I, I don't have a vote of confidence in it. <laughs> okay. Like, I feel like that's like the businessman to say to give you hope. Okay. <laughs> I just... to, to be fair, I stopped midway, but continue. You stopped midway? What's the rest? Okay. So it says, as well as make it available to our industry partners, which aligns with where we see the future of gaming headed. We remain deeply committed to gaming and we will continue to invest in new tools, technologies, and platforms that power the success of developers, industry partners, cloud customers, and creators. That's the full paragraph. Maybe I'm just like jaded on these things. When Come on, Daniela. Come on. Go up and they give their little spiel. Ah. <sighs> confidence in them is like never high that's how i feel i feel like that's just a nice businessman way of saying like this is going away but look at all these good things we're gonna do in place of it yeah for how long yeah that's always the question when it comes to uh, google stuff i mean they mentioned a couple of things here i think that there's hope there I mean, I still want the controller. It's just, you know, maybe it's just me and controllers because I love controllers in general. But they mentioned a lot of different things here. They mentioned YouTube, Google Play, augmented reality, and they're also going to make it available for partners. And what else do we have here? They're going to be investing in new tools, technology, and platforms to power the success of developers, industry, partners, customers, and creators. I think that means to me loosely, right, that we'll see that technology, you know, on other parts, right, of the Google ecosystem, I'll say that, and even, you know, other companies will collaborate and use that technology for their things in the future. So that's what I'm getting from that. So I'm, I'm hopeful. And I'll also, you know, focusing on the, the fact that people are, are looking for work right now, because they were blindsided from what the, the internet is speaking about this, I'll say that they were blindsided by the fact that this was happening and now they have to, uh, anything that they're working on uh, potentially to have in their portfolio, those things, you know, may not be available to them, right? And I think that's that's really the sad part. When it comes to that, the last paragraph, I'll just read that and we'll, we'll touch on additional points. It says, for the Stadia team, building and supporting Stadia from the ground up, has been fueled by the same passion for games that our players have. Many of the Stadia team members will be carrying this work forward in other parts of the company. Okay, so there's that. Uh, we're so grateful for the groundbreaking work of the team, and we look forward to continuing to have an impact across gaming and other industries, mentioning this again, using the foundational Stadia streaming again, okay? Using the foundational Stadia streaming technology. So not only that they mentioned it in the paragraph before the last paragraph, they mentioned it again a little bit in the last paragraph. So anything else you have on this, Danielle, before we move on? <laughs> so I get it that they're going to use the technology and the basic foundation that they use to build their Stadia cloud and licensing out. It makes sense to make some money back. Um, 
and having whoever build up on it to, to utilize it. That's great. Now, having, you know, the Stadia team members carrying in the work and other parts of the company, it, you know who else does that? Amazon. Sure. <laughs> they like to shift their people around when things close down, they get rid of something, they cancel the game. We're just going to shift them around. And I don't, I don't see that working out so well. Okay. And, and not that I will ever, um, not that I'm mentioning any, any names, you know, you have people who formerly worked for Amazon Game Studios when they do the, when they did these things, suddenly I'm seeing them working for different studios, going on to different projects. They're just, they're just straight up leaving. Now I, I will not say whether they were let go or they're just tired of it or anything like that. Um, but you just see that when, you know, Amazon mentioned it like, Hey, we're going to shutting this down. We're going to be focusing on this. Our, our team is going to be you know, working on other projects um, within Amazon. And it doesn't necessarily mean like it was another game. Amazon's a big company. It's like, oh, you can be here. And and they've done it. They had people who were running different projects who weren't necessarily in the gaming industry or understanding that in general. And they were just kind of new. Here, you seem like you're really good at managing people. I'm going to put you into this. Not saying that's why some of Amazon games have been canceled or removed or just didn't do well. Um, but just to hear that, I mean, it's great because they're not, they're not directly saying that they are like downsizing, you know, and letting go of employees. They're like, I'm trying, I'll try to make sure you still have a job, but I don't, I don't see that being a long-term thing either. So I'm just negative this morning. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I mean, I have a hug for you if you want it. Maybe <laughs> it's just being on? realistic and it just sounds depressing. I mean, I, it's okay to be realistic. All right. So then, um, all right. So that's Google Stadia. That's the information that we have for Google Stadia. Uh, if you're looking for different products that Google has done over the years that they've Sunsetted, if you go to killedbygoogle.com, you'll find those products there, which now includes uh, Google Stadia, but definitely prayers and um, all the good things uh, towards the families that have been affected for not just the Google Stadia stuff, but the recent hurricane in Florida as well, right? So so there's that too. So uh, moving on to some other news, uh, we have uh, Skull and Bones. I know, Danielle, you're waiting for this. There was a recent announcement that there is another delay. I'm actually pulling up that on my screen right now. So a recent delay for Skull and Bones. You're looking at March of 2023, March 9th of 2023. Uh, what did they say in this? Uh, we'll be organizing more insider program sessions to continue gathering feedback. And in case you haven't had the chance to participate yet, you can also look forward to our open beta in the near future. Thank you for your support and stay tuned for more information. Danielle, what are your thoughts on Skull and Bones being delayed again? Again. Well, waited this long. Why not just keep waiting? Okay. So you're okay? You're, you're okay? You're I'm at okay peace? I'm at this point. I'm at peace with it. Okay. I lost count of how many delays and silent moments. <laughs> Okay. I know it's okay. kind of it's kind of wearing me down already, but you know what? What's another four months? 
compared to the last, what, four or five years? <laughs> sure. Sure, why not, right? It's just one of those things. If, if the company believes that uh, to make the game better, more polished, and all the things that they say when they have releases, right, for us to read, I'm okay with that. But if the game comes out, or when it comes out, it's not a game that I'm going to play. It's a game that I'm going to ask you questions about. But when it does come out and it still is played with the issues that they may have mentioned that they were fixing while they were delaying it, then I think that becomes the issue, right? And then yeah. I think the outrage from the individuals that are going to be like, okay, so you said you were fixing this, you said you were polishing this, you said you weren't doing that. And now that the game is out, it's supposed to be pretty much ready for me to play and not be plagued by a whole bunch of issues because you said you were going to fix all those things. And I think that's where the outrage will will happen. Now, is it fair to say that um, the pressure for them is extremely high right now because it's been delayed for so long? Or are we not looking at this game, you know, the same as some other titles? I don't know if necessarily the pressure right now. I think it will definitely come when the day it does launch. If that thing, if that game, if Skull and Bones is still riddled with bugs and issues and it is not as polished as it could be with all of this pushback and delays and yeah, that's definitely going to be a huge problem because then you're sitting there, it's like, okay, you, you delayed it for five years by, by that it would be like almost six years. Um, and this is what you delivered. Outrage. Legitimate outrage. So I'm really hoping the best on this one. I know I'm on like sitting on Miss Negative over here about stuff, but that's when the problem is going to be. That's where the pressure is going to be. I don't, I don't see it being necessary. They're feeling pressured right now. I mean, I'm always appreciative of studios, you know, announcing that really hard news that they have to delay because of xyz reasons to make the game a more enjoyable experience um i mean you kind of saw it when cyberpunk was released that was delayed a few times and then when it finally came out there was problems <laughs> right even recently it had a surge of a lot of players yeah, yeah. and i think that's to do with their their netflix series edge runner and you know read you know, rekindling that fire and that, you know, that interest of, of hitting a little bit new audience. Um, but that that's a that's a problem because when you when you do have all those delays and you give all these excuses of, of why it needs to happen and then it's delivered and you still got problems, that's that's the disappointing part. I can live with the delays if you are truly working on those things and you need more time. Um but I'm not going to place any judgment on it right now. Not until I get my hands on it. I will hold that and reserve it. I'm still hopeful. I'm still going to enjoy it. I love pirates. I loved, I, I, I love what I've seen so far. I would love to get into the insider program. Not that I did not sign up for it. And just waiting for an invite or something. But um, I, I'm, still, I'm still hopeful and optimistic. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Um, I... I'm looking forward to your thoughts once you're able to check it out. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in the near future, especially with the beta stuff that they're considering, uh, hopefully very, very soon. So 
uh, that's all I have on that. A couple of quick things. Steam will be getting an annual spring sale. Thoughts on that? Um, so I'm used to those sales that they have throughout the year. They're getting rid of the Luden New Year sale and just getting, you know, a spring sale. I mean, it's still roughly around the same time period anyways. Not that I should be buying any more games, but ah, I give up. I just get something anyways. It's, you just can't pass up a good deal. Even though it's just I'm looking at my Steam right now, I have 306 games on my wish list. <laughs> That's a lot. It is. It is. So now I have to really start being really careful about making sure I don't buy something that is already on either PlayStation or Xbox. Somewhere else. Yeah. It's a problem, but good deals are a good deal. That's right. Good deals are good deals. So you have that for the spring sale. We mentioned Skull and Bones. Uh, Shenmue's anime series has been canceled. Any thoughts on that and the amount of anime that Netflix is producing? What are your thoughts on those things? I like the anime that Netflix is producing. I'm totally happy with it. No disappointments. A little bit sad that Shenmue has been canceled. There's so much like hype behind that. And then there to have was. that happen. Like, yeah, what there was. Why? Yeah, it's just one of those things. And I think that when it comes to anime, for me, I haven't spent that much time watching them on Netflix. And I need to, especially with the Edge Runners uh, for Cyberpunk, the Shenmue series, you know, Castlevania, and some other things that we've talked about in the past. I do need to spend uh, some time watching uh, some stuff on Netflix. And it is a break from all the Clubhouse stuff, too, uh, which is necessary. Uh, the story of Anne One, the end of the streetball era. I did watch that documentary on Netflix, and I'll just share what I got from it. Not set, not necessarily its content. So what I did get from it is there's an incredible blueprint on that documentary on how to build a brand and what not to do while you're building a brand. And I think that for creators that are wondering how they can build their stuff. If they watch that documentary and take some notes, they'll find a great blueprint there. And the other thing too, it gives me a special appreciation for all the different distribution uh, spaces that we have, right? From the Spotify's Apple Podcasts, from um, Amazon Music, all the things that we have are at our disposal, the TikToks, the IGs, the, the live features on all those platforms, fan base, Clubhouse, LinkedIn audio, right? We have all these things and people are wondering how to distribute stuff. And we have all these things that we can tap into back then. I guess I'll just share one thing. Um, just in general, they were distributing with VHS tapes to get the word out for stuff. <laughs> and we have all of the, you see what I'm saying? So I guess that's all I'll say there. And we have all of these platforms from the YouTubes to all the other video platforms that we have. and you know, vertical audio, vertical audio, that doesn't make sense. A vertical video and we have social audio and all the things that we have. So there shouldn't be any complaints in terms of distribution. It's just the consistency of that distribution. And I think that we can learn a couple of things from that documentary. And it's called The Story of Anne One, the end of the streetball era. And there's some dope moves in there, of course, if you love basketball. So, so that's what I saw recently. Um, any thoughts on just distribution? access to tools in general. Any thoughts on that? 
I feel personally in this day and age, so much more things are easily, more easily accessible to get out there in so many different venues. It's, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, I, it sure is. Like, even, even if I were to read, you know what, I think I'll do that just for the sake of um, just driving the point home. So that's a document that I usually cover when I do the, uh, so you want to be a podcaster stuff on Clubhouse. And there's a section that I talk about tools, right? For podcasters, because people are like, well, tools are expensive. And it's like, well, what should I look into? So these are the tools that I have on the list. Audacity, Reaper, Levelator, GarageBand, DaVinci Resolve, Adobe Audition, Hindenburg, OBS, Bluestacks 5, Clubhouse. So these are just some of the tools that are available for you right now. And most of the stuff that I mentioned on that list is free, right? GarageBand is free. Audacity is free. DaVinci Resolve is free. OBS is free. Bluestacks 5 is free. Clubhouse is free. Club Deck is free. Right. So so I think that when we're like, oh, you know, I have to pay so much money for tools. I need to have the best stuff. No, no, you don't. You just use what you can use that that's free. Learn the learning curve for those tools. And then later on, you can invest in your Adobe Audition, which is, I think, like twenty ninety nine a month just for Adobe Audition. On the subscription model or whatever. But there are tools that are out there that are amazing, that are free. So um, those are all the thoughts that I have there any any additional thoughts for you from you and just to remind you just because you buy all the expensive stuff doesn't mean it's going to be great definitely do the, the no matter what you're jumping into do the stuff that is affordable to see if it really suits you because sometimes there's some ideas that sound great and you're like really into it and then you realize it's just not for you and then you spend how much money yeah to see if things are the right fit for you. Absolutely. Be um, cost friendly. For sure. For sure. Uh, E3 2023. That's, that's going to be a thing. Um, thoughts on that? I want to go. I kind of like how they're breaking it down, though. Okay. Tell me more. So, so you're going to have the E3 business days which will be the first two days, June 13th and June 15th. And then they will be exclusively for games industry attendees. Um, and then you have the last two days, which are the E3 gamer days, which will be the 15th and the 16th where general consumers and everybody else who just wants to attend. That's not necessarily media or in the industry um, can go and try out games and, you know, the content creators on and connect with them. And I think that I think that's kind of nice. I, I I see that as being a pretty good thing instead of just mixing them all in almost almost from the start. <laughs> um, just because you know we've been there and having that much more people on there makes it so much harder to to run around everywhere. I mean, granted, you're still having to put in the first two days of having those jam packed, making sure you get all those connections in. But then you have the last two days where you can fit in some stuff that you didn't get in the first two days. But it's not as like stressful pack mm-hmm. you know i i think that's kind of cool yeah I, i'll definitely agree with that if if it allows traffic to be less especially when you're trying to get to your appointments to make those things happen i think that's fantastic and those are the only thoughts that i have on it right now i definitely want to go don't know what that would look like in 2023 i'm rebuilding a lot of things on my side rrl so 
we'll see what that will look like. I am doing some traveling next week to the city for some things. You know, I'll talk to you uh, about that, Daniela, on the um, on the back channel, as they say, on Clubhouse. You know, uh, but I'm excited for new things coming out uh, before the year is over, and I think that the things that are coming out, people are going to be extremely excited for, especially if they're creators. That's all I can say right now. Uh, but looking forward to sharing those things very, very soon. So I'm trying to see if we have anything that we wanted to touch on for sure before I get to the last thing. And I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, so Last of Us, I guess we'll touch on that. That's the last thing that we have on the document, unless you have anything else that you want to uh, throw in there. Last of Us official teaser, HBO Max. Danielle, are your thoughts? Oh, man, that was a good trailer, even down to the song that they chose for this. Um, you can see some little Easter eggs that definitely pulled from the games and the scenes. I mean, obviously, it, it would have to be, but I, I kind of like the little tidbits that they threw into there. And uh, I have really, really high hopes for this um, this adaptation. Because right now, it looks like they did a really, really great job. Um, I know that's a little bit early, and I know like a lot of people are jaded by these like video game to live action adaptations that are really like sour. But in the past, they have talked that they've had, you know, the, you know, you had them included in this adaptation from the beginning. So that's always a good sign. Oh, I, 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 I can't wait to be, to be honest. So I was extremely impressed by what I saw. And for someone who only played the demo of Last of Us many years ago when the game first came out, I think that was PlayStation 3 and kind of stayed away from it because, you know, those things are really creepy to me and I don't really play a lot of horror games anymore. I think the last horror thing that I've played that's considered horror probably is Resident Evil 4. Because Resident Evil 5 felt like an action game, 6 felt like somewhat of an action hybrid game, and then 7, you know, returned to the core of what people loved about Resident Evil. And please correct me on, on that if I'm, if I'm wrong on that. But that's how it felt. Um, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts on Well, let, let me hear your thoughts on that. Is that accurate? What do you think about that? Yeah, I'd say so. That's pretty I, accurate? I think it is, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, there so, are there are some scenes in here that I cannot wait to see. Uh, I don't, I don't. Go, go right ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, I'm we're good. Excited. We're good. No, I wanted to stop just to get you know because sometimes you know we go into these rants, but I definitely I'm learning to stop a little bit more just to you know check in, you know, because I say things and I want to make sure that it's accurate to one who plays more horror games than I've ever played in the last maybe five, six, seven years. Right. Because you usually play a lot of those things. So I definitely want to tap in and hear your thoughts on that. But yeah, uh, from from what I saw with The Last of Us, a teaser, I think it is incredible. And I love things that are uh, gritty and suspenseful. So I don't think this is a horror to me. From what I've gathered from the genre, I think it is a suspenseful uh, thriller. Uh, and it is probably a psychological one, too, based on the experiences that they're having as they're navigating through. So that's what I've heard 
or 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 pulled from what I've seen and different conversations of folks talking about Last of Us. Didn't they have a podcast or something like that for Last of Us, a series? Oh, maybe I audio don't know. I was, I was not on that part. No, I maybe an audio that. series. I don't know why I'm thinking that. You know, podcast, um, audio series. I'm gonna type that in: podcast, audio series, Last of Us. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Did they do it? Uh, let me see. Um, yeah, there is a, a an official. Is it official or unofficial? The official Last of Us podcast series. Yeah, on the PlayStation blog. Yep. Um, so that does exist. So I'm going to link you to that right now. Okay, so I know I'm not crazy. Hold on one second. Let me go to you, and I'm going to give you that right there. Okay, so so that, I'm sure, gives a framework on what people can expect from the series. Uh, this post was actually on uh, June 9th, 2020, which introduced the official Last of Us podcast series. So I was like, where did I get that from? Okay, so that's where I got it from. But I'm excited. I'm excited to watch things that um, challenge me, uh, you know, soci- so, um, sociology stuff, psych- psychology stuff, anything that deals with those things I, I really enjoy, uh, which is why I love like shows like Blacklist and anything that allows you to think about how people are, are operating within that particular world. You know, thrillers from, of course, Denzel Washington, documentaries that talk about, I don't know if I want to do the Dahmer thing. I'm, I'm still thinking about that. Just thinking out loud right now, because I think I hear that's a lot. It's very dark, but I'm wondering if I want to even visit that. But what I saw from the Last of Us trailer, I think, excites me to at least watch that, even though I never really played the game. And I'll end there. I think it'd be a really great even if you haven't played the game, I think it's going to be a great story. I mean, the game has a great story already, and that's what makes The Last of Us um, such a, a great experience. Um, it has a very well-thought-out story and characters, and they're deep. Um, so to bring this to a TV series and to bring it to life, I think for even non-gamers, anybody who's never even heard of The Last of Us before this, um, is going to really enjoy it. I just just based off the trailer alone, there's so much nods to this to this game that I think is just uh, amazing, and I'm looking forward to it. And 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 I I think like even down the song. I know I brought up the song that was just it was just perfect. I mean, not even. Uh, not even playing the game, you can appreciate the song they chose. But and if you did play it, you know this is a song that um, Joel and Ellie. Um, that's the song that was playing when they, I think, came across. I believe it was the Hunters um, in Pittsburgh, I believe it was. And just to have that, it is just being so fitting. And then to see these scenes, um, like play out. I, I the part that I'm having a hard time, um, really seeing what if it would translate well is um for somebody who's never experienced the last of us if they really know what this series is going to be about like you can see you know some fighting the intense scenes like you like one of the one of the clips that they showed um i just i'm assuming is like what you see at the beginning of the game you know um this very intensive everything breaks down and it was so like fat, fast pace about what was happening, what started this all. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, hope, I'm definitely hoping that's the first episode um, of how we got to this point. 
if how well this trailer really translates to um, someone who's never experienced the game, like, hmm. I, I, I really hope. I, I really hope it brings a whole new audience and, like, revives, like, jumping in on again, um, in on the game or, or anything like that, or just enjoying the world and, and the fact that these gamers are going to be um, watching this. And ah, there, there's just so much. I just love the atmosphere. I love the, the mood that it is setting. Um, I, I'm just, I'm pumped for it. I'm sorry. I just, it's awesome. No, it is. It looks amazing. And I'm looking forward to just checking it out, just watching it and enjoying what is presented to be on screen and looking forward to the things that they're going to show us, you know, very, very soon. HBO Max. So definitely check that out. Any final thoughts? Okay. Um, I have one thing. Anything anything about it, about Joel and Ellie, the fact is, like, if you're also a Game of Thrones fan, like, just to see uh liana mormont and Oberyn martell in this survival setting i think is pretty awesome <laughs> if you're a game of thrones fan too but yeah i haven't um i think i watched a couple of episodes of game of thrones i know there's the new thing happening now which is the prequel from what i understand and i don't know maybe i'll check that out but i think i'll be missing some things if i get into the new thing and i'll watch the old thing but i don't know but since it's a prequel, it should, you know, add to my experience if I watch the whole thing before the new thing. But you know what I'm saying. So that's uh, random thoughts there. A uh, last thing that I have is if you are a fan of Streets of Rage music, there's a recent album that came out called Beats of Rage by Game Chops and Andrew One. Uh, and definitely check that out. I was listening to it earlier today. Today is Sunday. That's the day that we're recording this episode is 625 of the show radio. So. Uh, yeah, Beats of Rage, and it sounds amazing. It is available on Spotify. That's all I have. Maybe that's what I'll play after this. I got some um, house chores I need to get done. It's always good to do house chores with some music. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty dope. Definitely check that out. Uh, but that's all I have for episode 625 of the show radio. Uh, yeah, so we are... Okay, it, it, it's it's just one of those things I'm thinking about now. I have to say it because it's October and we're maybe two plus weeks away. Call of Duty's coming back. Back. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, I, I got over like a hundred clips from the beta. I don't know. That's probably excessive, but it was fun, and I had a good time. So that's coming back. But yeah, definitely check out Beats of Rage. And any final thoughts on your end, Daniela? We're we're excited for October for like so different reasons. I love October for Halloween. I've started my horror movie, not necessarily horror, but I guess it'd be October themed movies. Uh, what did I? I did watch a Dahmer thing since you did bring that up. I will say it is a lot, um, to watch, and I wouldn't really necessarily recommend it. Like it, it was. I feel like it's bad to say it was good, um, but I wouldn't recommend for people to watch it. It's kind of, it's it's pretty intense, so I would, I'd say no for you, pass on it. Um, I did mm. find it interesting, but I also see that I feel like it's really in poor taste and trying to make money off of this terrible thing, but then... <sighs> 
I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot to watch. So, you know, watch it at your own, you know, free will there. Mm. But, um, of course, I watched Hocus Pocus 2. And my quick thoughts on it was, obviously, when you watch things that are sequels, first one is always better. Um, it wasn't bad. I still thought it was a little bit fun, but it wasn't the same, like the same magic that Hocus Pocus one like offers and that joy. But it it was nice, and I I definitely love the the actresses that they chose to play the younger versions of the Sanderson sisters. So if you want a family friendly, um, you know, Halloween themed movie, definitely give Hocus Pocus two a try. It's streaming on Disney Plus right now. And I'll continue on with that. But then I think the only game I'm really kind of looking forward to in jumping in, um, because I missed out on the first like hype wave was uh Over Overwatch Two, which comes out in uh, October fourth, I believe. And um, I think that's the only thing I'm, I'm right now. Nothing coming to my mind. I know there's probably other games in October, but Overwatch Two is definitely on um, on my list. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, make sure you stay tapped in to the show. I may do some pop-up episodes coming up because of some things that are coming up that I can talk about when they actually come out. Okay, so look for that. And uh, Daniela, where can they find you? You can find me on all the social medias at Miss DJM. And where can they find you? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.